And joining me right now here on the Mark Moses Show, as he does every Wednesday, this guy does a great job here in Central Florida, radio and TV personality. And yes, he does have a personality. His name is Mike Tuck. He's also instructor there at the Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm awesome, dude. How are you? I had to put that in there because last week I said you had a personality and then you were shocked by it. So I'm just getting that out of the way. All right. I'm doing that. No, we've established I have a personality. I think everyone's good with that now. What did you think of those games on Sunday and Saturday as we're getting ready for championship Sunday this Sunday? Uh, it, good. Uh, I think we got what we, we were hoping for, I think, in, in really all of the games. I, I, like, I did not expect the Packers, uh, frankly, to be as competitive with the 49ers as they were. So that was a pleasant surprise. Um, I was actually on a cruise ship, my friend, with, with a group of friends. We had like four families that we decided to go on a, a three-day cruise uh, over the weekend. So a lot of, on the cruise ship, a lot of Packer fans, a lot of uh, some 49er fans, a lot of Lion fans, a lot of Buck fans, um, a lot of Bills fans and Chiefs fans, uh, not a lot of Texans fans. No. no wonder they're at 4.30 on Saturday, um, and a handful of Ravens fans. But it was kind of cool just to, to be in that environment with a lot of people with rooting interest, and you could see how passionate they were. But, yeah, I, I was surprised by that game. Ravens game, not surprised, thought they would win, uh, in, even when going away as they did. Uh, and then, really, the Chiefs and, and Bills gave us what we wanted to see, right? And uh, the Bucks, they were feisty. I thought they would be, and the Lions uh, would uh, come out on top just the way it played out. Wait, wait. Did you have Dolphins gear on in this scenario? What happened? No, I uh, I did not want to steal away the spotlight of the eight other teams <laughs> remaining, um, and I was still in mourning. I will wear uh, plenty of Dolphins gear moving forward, but I did not pack any for the three-day you- trip. You did not want to steal the thunder of teams that are actually still alive. I love the answer. Yes. I oh, love believe it. me, if the Dolphins had one, that's all I would have been wearing all three days. So wait, you're on a cruise ship, probably with your wife in this scenario, and then are you yes. just you're just sitting around watching football? Sounds fantastic. It really does. It was it was awesome. It really was. Um, and uh, you know, to, to be there with friends and then new friends you meet that are, are football fans. It was really cool. Um, I wasn't. I knew when we booked it back when we booked it. Um, it was kind of the the ladies, the wives' ideas to do it. I was like, eh, it's going to be a playoff week, and I knew they would have the games because the cruise ships are obviously capable of doing that now. But it's like, God, I expect the Dolphins to be playing. I said, I'm going to miss dinner if the Dolphins are playing. I promise you, I'm not coming to dinner. Um, but unfortunately, the Dolphins were not playing. So yeah, uh, you... I think I was protesting that. Yeah, if the Dolphins were in, you're absolutely right, Mike Tuck. If they were playing, you would not have been Mr. Happy-Go-Lucky social guy that I know you are. No, it would have been. No, awful. and it, it, would have, it certainly would have ruined the rest of it. <laughs> presuming they would have played in that 430 window against Baltimore, it would have ruined the rest of the night for sure. Yes, you're <laughs> absolutely right. Um, what do we do with the Buffalo Bills moving forward now? Um, well, as a Dolphins fan, I can't say I, I cried alligator tears um, over uh, over their misery. Uh, but as a football fan, and, and honestly, that's what I think I am at heart. Um, I felt bad for, for especially for Josh Allen. I have a great respect for him and where his career's gone. Such a a great competitor. Um, I don't think it is required that they do massive things. I mean, they showed the graphic there late in the game. They they played seven times in the last what, four years, and the Chiefs have won uh, four of the of the seven. 
three of them obviously were postseason games, so that that hurts. But the combined accumulative score is Kansas City plus three after seven games. So they're right there with the best team in football, the team that's been the best team over that, that time period. Uh, the problem for Buffalo is they're like way over the cap, uh, Mark, and I don't, mm-hmm. I don't invest a lot of time in Buffalo's cap, but I know they're like way over. Um, Von Miller is going to be crushing them. They can't release him because of where his, they would just take too big of a dead cap hit, but they're not getting anything out of that big deal. So they're going to have to do some other things around it. I do not think one of those things is, is cutting or waving or trading Stefan Diggs. You have to make that work. Um, it doesn't make any sense to do anything else. Josh Allen already doesn't have enough guys to throw to. So you can't eliminate the number one target he has, even if you're unhappy with the way he finished the season. I like your hate for them as well as a Dolphins fan. I, I, like, I, it's just that, you know, it's a football hate. That's all it is. It's, it's a football hate. There's this weird perception with them, like they've been anointed, where they've yeah. won championships. And I'm like, no, they haven't. They haven't done anything. Okay, they're going to the playoffs. They're winning some games. I had a buddy yesterday, Garrett, say on the air, he's like, Josh Allen, he's like Phillip Rivers. I'm like, hmm, interesting. Yes. Yeah. One of my, we were talking about it with my, with my friends and they were trying to draw comps to all the quarterbacks, you know, versus the previous era, right? And like, obviously it's a different style player, but similar result to this point of acknowledged as clearly great, but just unable to get over the proverbial hump, um, really to no fault of his own. I don't, mm. I don't think Josh Allen, um, while he had some moments he probably wishes he had back from that game, including, you know, having Shaquille, uh, or, uh, Shakur wide open in the end zone and, you know, he's a little off balance and bumps, but if he hits it, right, they got the lead there with two, under two minutes to go. See, that's my thing where it's like, oh, well, the Dolphins, they're not at the level of the Bills. Okay, they lost that final game of the season. They lost the division. But the Bills are not the Brady Patriots at the same time. This is for no one. It gives me hope, and I know you're very optimistic, gives me hope for the Dolphins. Okay, the Bills can't figure it out. Maybe we can. Yeah, and I I don't think their window's closing, not as long as as 17's running around throwing the ball back there for them. Um, it, It almost doesn't matter a whole lot who's around him. I mean, their defense... Not as decimated as the Dolphins, but by the time they got to last weekend, I mean, they were really, really beat up. They're without their best defensive player, their second best defensive player, and several other key uh, pieces uh, to their puzzle. But kind of like the Dolphins, and they're probably in a little worse shape than, than the Dolphins are with their cap. they got to f- do some figuring out, which is going to mean cutting some of the fat and cutting some players you don't want to cut uh, to get under. Um, but as long as Josh Allen's there, they're going to be – right there competing for the division and in the playoffs again whether or not they get over the hump uh, that's really up to the front office and probably surrounding Allen with the right cast of characters are they the AFC Dallas Cowboys where they're just going to run it back again with the same result um I mean I I think again they it won't be the same exact team but if I were them I wouldn't do anything drastic and I don't even know I guess the most drastic thing people would be talking about now would be Stefan Diggs Mm-hmm. Um, but you tell me who's who is he, who uh, Josh Allen's throwing to if you cut Stephon Diggs. Gabe Davis is a free agent. Not sure they really want him back, nor does he necessarily deserve to be back. Shakur is more of like a number three or four wide receiver. Uh, Kincaid's obviously a keeper. 
Cook's the keeper at tailback, but you probably want to complement him with a, a bigger back. That offense needs a lot of help, right? And if you cut digs, it needs a whole lot of help, and you're not going to have a whole lot of money to spend on it. That's their problem. <laughs> that's how I look yeah, at it. Yeah, no, it's a problem. It's, I, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like it, they, they really have no choice but to run it back for the most part and then make mm-hmm. smaller tweaks and then just hope that oh, they well. get better results. Okay, let's go to Championship Sunday. We're here with Mike Tuck. Does yeah. a great job. Who do you like between Detroit and San Francisco? Well, these two teams played uh, in the playoffs way back in 1957, as you recall. Um, it was the last time, Mark, and this is not surprising. Anyone that knows the Lions will not be shocked by this. It was the last time the Lions won a road playoff game. Wow. It was in 1957, pre-Super Bowl, 31-27. They were able to beat Y.A. Tittle in the San Francisco 49ers in the playoffs, and advanced, and here's the little bit of irony for you, advanced to the championship game to beat the Cleveland Browns, which, as we know, eventually become the Baltimore Ravens. So they could have a similar path. They won that championship game for the record. I think it was 59-14, to though. So that would be a hell of a finish to the season for the Lions if they pulled it off. I, I like San Francisco this week. Um, with or without Debo Samuel, I think uh, the 49ers, uh, I think, are going to come in with a, with a game plan of, of running the football downhill on Detroit. Um, and they have a guy, obviously, that really was the key guy in, in helping them win this past weekend and Christian McCaffrey to do that. Um, Brock Purdy played poorly in the rain. As long as it's not raining, I don't see that to be an issue. Um, and they just have such uh, a better defense than the Detroit Lions. It's hard for me to think the Lions are going to be able to go on the road with a defense that really has about two to three good players, probably only two to three players, period, that could even play for the 49ers. Um, in their starting lineup. So I, I like San Francisco at home in this one. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot. You say 1957. What year was your dad born in this scenario? Uh, my dad was born in 48. Ooh. So my dad would have been uh, nine years old. My dad was born in 52. He's five years old. Your dad's in his 70s. Man, it's yeah, they, they're I like know. an original team as well. I Not from the 1920s. I think they started in the 30s. Man. Man, oh man! Um, is the whole country going for Detroit? Yeah, in this game? I saw someone post a map of rooting interest and everything except for California was Detroit. Um, yeah, like, and I, I get it. Like, as much as, and I, I am not anti-Bucks at all. I really haven't been. I've never considered them a rival of the Dolphins. I know they're in the same state. Same thing for Jacksonville. Like, it's fine. They have their own fan bases in this state. Um, but I wanted to see Detroit win for no other reason that it's really cool to get to see a fan base that has done nothing forever um, have uh, have hope, have excitement, um, have energy. I was, you know, wishing every Lions fan that had a, had a T-shirt or a hat on on the cruise ship before the game, uh, I was like, hey, good luck, hope you win today, you know, because, you know, they deserve to have some of that attention. Like, they've had no attention no. forever in their entire They're- lives. And so to get some of that attention now, I, I think you're right. I, I think most of the country would like to see the Lions win. Everyone knows this as an NFL fan. They get to play on Thanksgiving. They started the tradition, really. It's Detroit. <laughs> and that's always been their Super Bowl is Thanksgiving. You're right. And, and think about this. This past Thanksgiving, they hosted the Packers and got embarrassed on national TV 
but maybe it's worth it if they could beat San Fran. I Tampa Bay could have beaten them in that game. Tampa Bay was right there, like right there. Yeah. And, and look, the, the what is it? The Rams with Stafford only lost by a point. It's right. Right. I, I don't. Well, you give, well, you give oh. credit to Detroit, though, and it, it means a lot. Like, to me, I think these are always big moments um, that you have in a regular season, and sometimes they go your way, sometimes they don't, but sometimes just having the experience is valuable. You know, in each one of those games against the Bucks and against um, the Rams, the Lions got the ball back with the lead, needing to run out the clock, and in each case they were able to do it. So, to me, that that is saying something to be able to finish a game, and every coach preaches finish, 60 minutes, et cetera, and in each one of those games, they were able to finish it offensively. Um, and, you know, I think if you're asking a Lions fan, uh, would you rather be defending the 49ers um, trying to win or on offense trying to win? I think all of them would say collectively they want Ben Johnson calling the plays and Jared Goff and Montgomery and Gibbs and, uh, you know, every, everyone on that Lions offense trying to move the ball down, whether it's to run out the clock or to try to score. How about the idea, February 11th at the Super Bowl in Vegas, the NFC will be represented by Jared Goff or Brock Purdy? <laughs> what are your thoughts? Uh, we've had weirder. I mean, I always look back at the Nick Foles versus Case Keenum and then Blake Bortles versus Tom Brady Final Four yeah. a few years back. It's like, I don't know if I've ever seen a weirder quarterback Final Four than that one. And Nick, and Foles, Nick Foles wins it. The guy yeah. that was the backup quarterback all year wins it. I mean, that's he how crazy great. the NFL is sometimes. Hey, he was great in that game against Patriots. He was. He had to be. He was. Sometimes you don't have to be a great player. You just have to play great. All right. The craziest scenario of them all. I know you're probably sick of me hearing talking about this. So when my Bears took on the Packers, the last time we were on Championship Sunday, the worst, one mm-hmm. of the worst days of my life, um, Color starts the game and gets injured. Then they bring mm-hmm. in Jonathan Quinn, and he's, like, beyond awful. So the mm-hmm. third stringer is Caleb Haney, and mm-hmm. he has no experience. Mike Martz, the offensive coordinator, he starts going down the field and scores touchdowns, and they almost won the game. That's the only time Aaron Rodgers has won a NFC championship game was because of this. You think of his – I mean, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's lost multiple NFC championship games – the only one he did is because he beat a third stringer in the second half. Cutler would have been injured. The third stringer, Caleb Haney, would have had to start the Super Bowl against Pittsburgh that year. That could have happened. That would have been uh that would have been pretty rough, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are, are situations where teams have changed quarterbacks or the starters gotten hurt. Jim Kelly, you know, got hurt in the Super Bowl. We had Jeff yeah. Hostetler, Nick Foles winning his backups. The yes. the Baltimore Colts had to switch quarterbacks um to go back to, to Johnny Unitas. Like it was there there have been those situations, but Caleb Haney would have taken the cake. Yes. He would have been the craziest of them all. He really would have. I don't Brock Purdy you think about it, Mr. Relevant. He could go. He has a three and one playoff record, Mike. Three and one going into this game. Two years as a starter, back to back championship Sunday appearances. Wild. And that might happen. So, yeah, right. and hopefully he stays healthy this time. Oh, right? yeah. To, to even that point, think of it. They, they could, the 49ers, if they would have, now they got blown out by the Eagles in that game. Mm-hmm. They might have had to start Josh Johnson at the Super Bowl last year. That's a great point. You're absolutely <laughs> right. All right, so, okay, real quick, again, who's your pick in this game for Sunday? I like the 49ers. 
um, in the NFC Championship game. Let's go to the AFC, the game that's probably going to get more viewers because it's fantastic. Ravens and Chiefs, what do you think of this matchup? Uh, so, fascinating. I had to double-check this on myself because, like, man, it's been a while since these two have played. Week two of the 2021 season because um, the Ravens haven't been winning the division. It's been the Bengals winning the division, so it's been a minute for Baltimore. That was a year where they started off 5-1 and one and finished 8-9 and nine because Lamar Jackson got hurt. Yeah. But you probably remember the game because it was a phenomenal game. 36-35, Baltimore wins at Kansas City in Week 2. Lamar Jackson, 100 yards rushing in that game. Hollywood Brown had 100 yards receiving. Believe it or not, they held Tyreek Hill to three catches for 14 yards in that game. Um, and they came back. They were down 11 going to the fourth quarter, outscored them two touchdowns, 12 nothing. They missed both two-point tries uh, to win 36-35. So if we get a game similar to that, I think we're all going to be happy. Um, I think if you're a Ravens fan, you watch the, the Bills, the way that they were able to bludgeon, and I mean bludgeon the Chiefs on the ground on Sunday um, late afternoon, and you're going, hey, this is this is what we're going to do. We're going to run Gus Edwards. We're going to run Justice Hill. We're going to run Lamar Jackson. Maybe even sprinkling Dalvin Cook. And we, if Buffalo can rack up 182 on Kansas City, and it is a weakness that's not going to get better in a week. I like Baltimore's chances of running it against them, but I think the area where they have to have success where Buffalo did not is you have to be able to hit a couple of big plays. Buffalo finished that game with no 20-plus yard plays, which is incredible considering it's a Josh Allen team. Um, And if you're uh, Baltimore, you don't have to throw it for a ton, but when you throw it, are you able to get uh, Beckham or Flowers or one of the tight ends? Mark Andrews probably going to be back in there, likely in there. You know, are you able to come up with some chunk plays to score touchdowns? Because uh, I think that's what they're going to need. And I do think this Ravens defense way better than what Kansas City was able to see the last two weeks in a depleted Dolphins and a depleted Bills defense. So as good as Kansas City looked on offense last week and the week before, I think they've looked better the last two weeks than all year long. I do think it has a little to do with their opponents' defenses. And Baltimore, they're looking really healthy. I don't know if Humphreys is going to play on the corner, but the rest of it looks like it's going to be fully intact, which at this time of year, as you know, Mark, that's that's half the battle, is who do you have left at the end of an NFL season to play football for you? And right now, Baltimore is about as healthy as anybody. So you're going Baltimore and San Francisco, correct? Yep, I'm going the full square play, home favorites. Um, I do think Kansas City and, and playing against Mahomes is, is always scary. Uh, but I do believe that uh, Baltimore has the best defense left in the playoffs and the best offense left in the playoffs that can beat you multiple ways. I only see them losing if uh, they beat themselves. You know, if they make turnovers, if they make mistakes, then that opens up the door for Kansas City. Are you okay with it being one versus one for back-to-back seasons then? Yeah, yeah. No, like, I I think it's fine. You know, you want to see a a great Super Bowl. Last year we saw a great Super Bowl. Um, This year, you know, look, you're going to get – for the 49ers end of things, this is these are the last two teams they've played in their Super Bowl appearances. Kansas City a few years back, and Baltimore a few more years back uh, when the lights went out in New Orleans. So right. we're going to get, I think, a Super Bowl rematch either way, uh, with the 49ers taking on one of those t- these two teams. 
And uh, I think the Ravens at home, they've been the best team arguably in the NFL all year long. They've beaten everybody really in their path and beaten them handedly, you know, for the most part. I mean, they crushed San Francisco, crushed Detroit, crushed Miami. Um, you know, they did slip on the banana peel a couple times. They have had teams that have played them close, even at home games. Um, Cleveland came back on them in the fourth quarter. Uh, the Rams almost beat them. They, they were able to hold them off in overtime. So um, I do think it's close. I really do, but I think Baltimore uh, finally gets Lamar Jackson into the Super Bowl. All right, before I let you go, and I appreciate your time, we're here with Mike Tuck. So Sports Illustrated, we all grew up on it. I, I think it died. I, I know they laid off people, but it's still a brand. They're still tweeting. I'm very confused by this. What are your <laughs> What are your thoughts on Sports Illustrated? Yeah, I mean, it's still an, an online thing um, where you can go, and they have good writers. They do have a, several really good writers and um, who I happen to follow on, on Twitter and have followed for a long time, even before they ended up at SI. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll go there on occasion to read things. It's not appointment viewing. I mean, for me, I think about 15 years ago when it was Peter King and Stuart Mandel, and there are a number of people like every Monday, you know, doing the job that you do now full time. Um, that's where I was going. And I was reading Monday, Tuesday, you know, all week long, reading something from somebody who really knew their craft. Um, it's, it's an evolution where they kind of got caught, um, you know, not evolving enough. Um, I'll, I miss, um, you know, it's like, I think a lot of us were nostalgic for, for the old days, but, you know, unfortunately, sometimes, uh, progress is not including everybody. I mean, you saw what the LA times laid off a ton of people in the last 24 hours. So, um, it's an unfortunate side to our business that, uh, most of us know all, all too well. The report said the LA times laid off like over a hundred people. I don't know if I've ever worked in a building with a hundred people. Have you? <laughs> I don't know. I started in a building with way over a hundred people at uh, a Clear Channel now iHeart. But you're right. Like my last stop, I, it was a building of about ten people. It, yeah, and that's when it was busy. <laughs> I was shocked by that. I was like, "Wow, you had that many people working there? Unbelievable! That is amazing." Yeah. What are some of your favorite? It is the second biggest uh, biggest city in the country, so I guess I that's not that surprising. No, it is. The, now there'll be three people working there, and they'll know my pain. That's what it'll be. Um, what are some of your favorite SI covers that you had growing up? All the swimsuit issues. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> is that oh, what it is, huh? Yeah, they had some good one of those, that's for sure. Hey, Kate Upton. Think... I'll just tell you, Kate Upton. Right here from Melbourne, Florida. She was on the cover of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Issue. That's right. Well, there you go. I, right. I I don't know if I was still a subscriber by the time Kate graced the cover. I was more in the uh, Kathy Ireland, Elle oh. McPherson. Old man. Days. Old man. Yeah, I know. Oh, did you get Cindy the Crawford? <laughs> <laughs> did you get the football phone? Those ladies help mature, young Mike Tuck. <laughs> <laughs> did you get the football phone? I did have a football phone, yes. Um, you know, for those, I, I don't remember when I first started. You know, it's, I'd have to ask my parents. I, I feel like I was probably around ten, probably when I first started getting uh, Sports Illustrated. You always had the annual renewal, and they'd throw you those bonuses of, uh, you know, whether it was like a, you said the uh, the phone football. I feel like I got like one of those little basketball hoops for your room. Yeah, you know, things like that. 
I got a duffel bag once. It was real cool. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And then they had one time they had the like fleece jacket for your favorite NFL team, and I was jealous. I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. I wanted that. Yeah. But the football phone was I, the most famous. I do have a box of old Sports Illustrateds that I, you know, at some point when I'm, you know, moving out when I'm, you know, 18 years old in the house to come to college. My parents like, well, these aren't all staying here, so pick out the ones that you want or we're, we're tossing them all. And so I did go through and I picked out I, the box. I haven't looked at it in quite some time, but there's got to be at least probably 30 to 50 old SIs in there um, that either were important historically or, you know, important to me because one of my teams had won a championship and they were on the cover. One of my favorite athletes was on the cover. So I'll go through it at some point. Maybe I'll, I'll let you know what, what yeah. some of those covers are, but I can't tell you offhand. I think my favorite one is when LeBron picks Miami Heat to go there and they have the story. Mm. I like that one because it really yeah, breaks I, down the story. Again, I probably only I, – I don't think I subscribed after I turned 18. It was like eight years from probably from like 10 to 18. So – Anything after like ninety seven, ninety eight. Oh, uh, is, if, yeah. If yeah, it uh, if it's Kathy Ireland, you know. All right, I see what's going on here. <laughs> Kathy, Kathy Ireland. Um, <laughs> Kathy Ireland was beautiful, man. Oh, I liked her when we were kids. She was in the um, Loaded Weapon One with Emilio Estevez, where it's a parody. Yes. Oh man, those yes. are great. They're a parody of um. Uh, now I'm laughing. <laughs> it's so stupid. Um, Samuel Jackson's in it, and William Shatner's the bad guy. I was, and it's a Lethal Weapon parody. It was awesome. Yes, I, I remember it. that. Uh, my man, thank you so much for your help, and have a great day. Always a blast.